Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome everybody, this is the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 229, hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas, so grab globes, spin it around, bang! Not sure where you ended up, so spin it around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And I want to thank everybody for the donations, continued support. We also have a GoFundMe page that is set up, and that is for the... Uh, the Man Up TV show that's uh, coming up, and we'll have some more details uh, as that gets going. So, But th- your donations and support, that goes a long way to help the ministry. And what's unique about ours is we're not pastors. We are just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey. And we feel a lot of men are out there just like us. And they're leaders, leaders of their families, leaders at work leaders in your church and community but sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed and spiritually recharged and that's why we are here so whether you found us on facebook soundcloud where we archive all of our podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher our website which is at man-upspiritualoasis.com pray.com all of those for audio and upcoming of course we have our youtube channel and we will go into video as well so we are glad you're joining us because we're on this No Church Answers tour. And so at this time, it's my privilege. I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce the panel and uh, start with a former world-class policy writer, a current professional gambler, but he is the show producer, Mr. Steve Titch. All right. Hello. Hey, Steve. He is a former prosecutor, but an attorney. We call him the Judge Michael Cropper. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. <laughs> And he is a corporate trainer, pretty much the group theologian, and uh, I'm talking about the professor, Robert Koshu. Hey, Robert. You professor. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a uh, writer and uh, a sales type and a contractor, so, uh, and kind of the director of Man Up. And what we do in this particular podcast is we take a... Bible lesson, we go through it, we put a man's spin on it, we update it, and we try to apply it to the challenges that we as men experience. And we use various different publications. This is from Baptist Way Press. It's Connect 360, The Study of Judges. Uh, And I'm going to just go ahead and start out and... uh, uh, just turn it over to uh, the fellas and start with Mr. Steve Titch for an overview. Yes, hi. Uh, we're we're back uh, still studying Judges, as you said, studying Gideon. We come to a uh, section that's I'm, I'm looking forward to talking uh, talking about because I don't think there's someone who is brought up as a Christian or in a Christian household who at one point in their life wasn't scolded by a parent or teacher or nun or youth group director got their finger in their face and said 
don't test God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, well, let's take that question seriously. And that's what, what happens in this story about testing God. Should we? Can we? Uh, is it sinful to do so? Do we have every right to? Mm. Interesting. Uh, professor. Well, it, and it's funny. Steve, Steve kind of caught on something. Yeah, The youth group actually taught Gideon a couple of weeks ago. That, that's why I had some ready illustrations on <laughs> right, burned right, up hamburgers right, last week. But I find it interesting because there are a lot of Christians and some of the more, I'm going to say, fundamentalist sects of Christianity will use the testing of God as a, well, if you test God with this, then this will happen kind of thing. Right. And, well, that's and, good or bad? Or is they say... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. Right. <laughs> um, but the funny... Now, here's the funny part. Those same sects are also those that say, don't question God. And I find that a very huge dichotomy that runs between, you're not allowed to question anything about God, but you need to test God. So they things. mean in a, in a, in a uh, that's interesting. They, they created cog- they mm-hmm. created in my mind a cognitive dissonance of your faith, because why are you allowed to test? But I can't ask questions. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm confused. I don't get. And then and then you know it, it it's one of those things when you start thinking about it is do you always want to test God? Do you not want to test God? <laughs> do you? really want to do it <laughs> is kind of the question interesting and from what you can tell you might as well grab your dictionary the professor is wound up he's going to use some big words tonight i got so. small words tonight oh okay <laughs> all right uh and uh michael cropper yeah just listening to to robert talk about this and you look at the way the um, the the tests apply in the bible uh, of course, today's lesson is about Gideon and, and him fleecing God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. nice, Actually, nice. putting a fleece out before God, folks. This is not about somebody taking money from another person or ripping them off. This is about Gideon asking for proof from God of his direction. And and I find that, and, and I'm going to go right spot with that, I think that's okay if God gives you a directive that you need to know an answer for. I think a fleece is okay otherwise. And, and, and here again, Steve is referred to as this test because it is a type of test. It is a type of way that we ask God to, to show us our direction and where we should go. Now, um, the first time I heard about putting a fleece before God I was, a, uh, was a short time after I decided to follow Jesus. I was probably 20 years old. And I was attending a charismatic church, and I was elected the president of the youth group. No Shortly way. after that, you were the president of the youth group. Yes, and they we had a guitar. After four years, we find this out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a guitar playing. I bet you had long hair too. Yeah, uh, one of, yeah well, yeah. that was right yeah. before I got okay. saved. Okay. Because, hey, All right, this is audio. We need to everybody use your theater of the mind. <laughs> Yeah, Here's well, Mike, I don't have any hair now, hair, so you can't imagine. Guitar, youth group leader. All right. Anyway, so I graduated from uh, Uni- University of Texas at Austin with an undergrad degree, and I believe that I was supposed to get another degree at that time. And uh, I sense that in my heart anyway, but I did not 
know and what subject to go into. So I asked the Lord to give me direction. Should I continue in college? Should I work? Uh, I was new in the faith, and I did not know that I should trust God and go forward while waiting for an answer for him. And I think we can all say that's usually generally the case the way the Lord works with us. But anyway, the young people I hung out with were not real experienced or Bible savvy, so I really should have sought counsel from the elders anyway. I was told by one person, put a fleece before the Lord and see how he responds. Okay? Now, uh, we're going to learn, I think, folks, and and you're going to see a sense from all the guys, a fleece means you're asking God to provide consistency or or prove himself in the way that you choose. Right, guys? (laughs) This is a big difference here. He chose very very good words there. Anyway, yes. No, it's a very... a lawyer. I can can (laughs) tell, because that was a very specific word choice. (laughs) Well, guess what? God did not answer me. He did not <laughs> respond to, to my pleas. I remember being a little confused because uh, I, I didn't hear from him, but I kept going anyway. Uh, I w- went forward with my life. And as Bill would say, no answer is an answer. And, 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 oh, you stole one of my notes. Uh, there, there goes so much for show prep. Okay, and with that, I'm going to go ahead wait, and... Wait, uh, oh, oh, wait, what? Oh, one more, oh, one more statement, see. Bill. All right. Anyway, the Lord answered my question about 10 years later when he told me to go to law school, which we mentioned last week. Right. Now, anyway, today's podcast is about a guy who was told to lead a nation to war and trust God to help him win that war. And he had some serious questions about that. All right, now, Bill, take over. <laughs> I, how many times have you heard fleece and lawyer in the same sentence. <laughs> I would say often. Wait, I would wait. Say, yeah, that's, that's right. And it doesn't apply the same way. For I, I think it's on your itself. Google autofill. <laughs> <laughs> You've been looking for a chance to say that, right? Okay. Same as attorney. Okay, Judges 6, 36 through 40. Then Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said... Behold, I am laying a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece alone and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hands, have you said. And it was so. When he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece, he wrung enough dew from the fleece to fill a bowl with water. Then Gideon said to God, let not your anger burn against me. Let me speak just once more. Please let me test just once more with the fleece. Please let it be dry on the fleece only, and on the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, and it was dry on the fleece only, and on the ground there was dew. Now, that's where the end of the uh, scripture is. He was thinking about a third question where keep half of the fleece dry and half of it wet. Yeah, I was thinking the same that's, thing. Yes, that's right. right. Yeah, you that's wonder right. why that didn't that come was, up. That didn't one wasn't recorded. That one wasn't recorded. But the thing about it, choices He's feeling like some that, heat from heaven. That's, that's why I didn't right. try the third one. <laughs> the, the thing about that is I've experienced that, what what Gideon is going through and what that is this like when I was on the farm 
somebody would tell me to do something, and I wouldn't want to do it. But then they would say the magic words, and there was just two of them. Dad, Dad said. <laughs> oh, that was your sister's. <laughs> no, anybody, anybody could have said, said that. Anybody said that. Okay. My grandpa could have said that. My mom could have said that. Your dad said, and that got me to do things. And that is exactly where I'm thinking Gideon is at. This, he probably really doesn't want to do it. Well, I, I agree. I, 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 I agree with that. I think it, there, there's two things that is yeah. really interesting, real quick on this, that just from a scriptural standpoint. So the first one is, anybody notice how God doesn't do anything small? A bowl of water, and bowls weren't like little small cereal bowls like we have. Think your like small mixing bowl would have been the smallest bowl anybody would have had back then. A bowl of dew from one thing and everything else is around it. You know, so God doesn't do anything small. Okay, you want the fleece wet and nothing else wet? Okay, I'll get the fleece wet. And, and you know, it, it's like basically I, I think God took whatever that area was that he was talking, the threshing floor, and all the dew that was supposed to be on that entire threshing floor was just on the fleece. Yeah. Let's just put it there. What the if his s- brothers came in at night and poured them yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and the second the second thing oh, is. Artery practical so, joke. Now, remember, there's no scripture yet. But the oral history is there. It is the exact same language when God is bargaining for Sodom and Gomorrah. Absolutely. The Abraham exact the same, same language that Abraham uses. And, and remember, you know, Abraham, God tells Abraham, I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Wait, wait, wait. I have an idea. Lord, if I find 20 righteous people, will you spare it? Sure. Well, what if there's only 10? What if there's six? One more thing. What if there's just one? <laughs> you know, and he kind of bargains with God. And and I think Gideon knew enough about that to, to know that, okay, I can kind of get away with a little bit of this. Yeah. Well, you because, know, Abraham, but, uh, it's, Abraham yeah. took a step backward every time he asked that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, well, it's interesting that he was kind of a little nervous there where it says, uh, don't let, let not your anger burn against me, but right. I got one more request. request. But yeah. this is happening. And, and, and I like this story because really nothing does happen to Gideon. He is not scolded for this. Uh, God delivers both examples. But as we, 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 as we didn't read last week, but we talked about last week, previously, before, after his initial calling, when, when he's threshing, threshing uh, well, he's threshing wheat in the wine press, he asks the angel for a sign, and then and there's the the, uh, the we, we talked about we talked about the grill fire the the, yeah. burn, the the meat was consumed. So he's seen one sign so far, one miraculous sign, and now yeah. we're going to up the uh, up the up the up the fighting, and he feels he has to go back and ask for more for more assurance, and I. I'm, I'm going to be non-judgmental about it. I'm just noting in the story it does. But isn't this one of the more difficult things in the Bible? Because in Deuteronomy, which, which serves as a very strong foundation for what we see in Judges, we get, you know, in, in, I think the reference is 616, do not put the Lord your God to the test, which Jesus quotes in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I, I have a few examples where yeah it goes the other way, but this is a this is a kind of an example of somebody testing God, 
And going back to you know throwing ba- throwing out our own fleeces, if not outright being rewarded, certainly certainly being indulged. I it, and, and see where I think it where where I think it gets used badly, and I kind of alluded to that a little bit is, I think if you're in Mike's case, mm-hmm. asking about do I go to law school or not. I think that's a legit God show me some stuff moments where I see it used is, well, if you give, God will bless you. Test the Lord on this. Well, that's Malachi also. Yeah, Malachi says that. But, yeah, you want to talk about how many times that gets misused? (laughs) There's there's so many times that that gets misused. I don't even want to talk about it. But it's one of those things where I think there are moments you're I think there are moments you are allowed to do that. But I think th- there there's two things about it. Number one, I think it's allowed for big big things. You know, it, it, our church um, when we built when we were hiring a youth minister. I'll be honest with you, I was praying God show me the one. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I'll be sure. very honest yeah, about absolutely. it. You know, we, we had cycled through, right, wrong, or otherwise, we had cycled through four youth ministers in fairly quick succession. And so I had a very big, we're not doing that again. Whoever we hire needs to stay here for a little bit moment when we were, you know, because I was, was going to be part of the voice of the youth guys <laughs> on this committee because I had taught up there. And... That was very much in the back of my head, and you know, I was asking God, "Show me the one. You know, help, give me a sign that tells me that this is a guy that we should really talk about. That this is a guy we should really talk to now, as we're having the conversation." There's a big difference. Are we through? No, yeah, I'm sorry. Go, go. We, there's a big difference in that and showing, but but it is a type of fleece. Like whenever God told me to go to law school, I said, "Did you really?" Did you really want me to go? And that, to me, is a type of fleece. It's a, it's an oral or a verbal question to him. Show me. Prove it to me, right? Yep. Whereas Gideon wanted a miracle. He didn't just want a directive or an answer from God and a confirmation. He wanted God to do something supernatural. Well, that's okay. It, the, the thing about it is it was a big deal. And I think, you know, the omnipresence of God, I mean, we feel it in our normal life. Like, I'm a contractor. I go out, I meet a customer, you know, and I know the right thing to do. I mean, it's not like I don't have to go to God for anything special. Man, I have a big issue, though, like health or parent relationship or something. Uh, Something that's out of my wheelhouse I absolutely put the fleece out. And I think the vast majority of people do because what it does is it allows you to just stop, evaluate, and be receptive more than normal. Because I think people of faith, I mean, and I sense that all of you guys do, and probably the vast majority of people that are out there listening to this do, you do feel some sort of presence of God in your daily life. Okay, but that's sometimes you need more. Right. Well, <laughs> something and, comes up, and not only do I want more, I want confirmation of it too. 
I, I'm, I'm those those faith credits. I'm cashing them in because I need to know. Well, and the thing is, he hadn't had a battle yet. All he did, yeah. he 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 well, got he called. called him. He asked for the mm-hmm. sign. Okay, right. so we burned up the offering. Right. He goes and tears down the Ashrath pole and the altar, and nothing really happens to him. The spirit of the Lord comes on him. He blows the horn, and everybody comes to him. Now he's getting ready for battle. He's like, okay, do you want me to lead him or not? And and He's scared, absolutely. Well, he's absolutely. scared, but I wonder, too, if some of Deborah's stuff isn't playing into this. Because remember, Deborah had one purpose. Deborah was really serving as the judge and spiritual leader, and she wanted Balak to lead. Barak. 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 Thank Barak. you. Barak to lead, but Barak was like, no, 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 I'm not going unless you go. Mm-hmm. And so maybe he's double-checking that he's supposed to do both parts. Well, I'm, I, I had the same thing written down that you just said. I wrote down, my thing. My guess is he's stalling, hoping the Lord will send somebody else. <laughs> he's stalling. Like, Eric, or like Deborah or Jail. Did, it, did I interrupt you? Yeah. But no, I had no, exactly. No, you're, you're right. that's, that's exactly what I wrote down is he's stalling for time to see if God will send a second person. To and we're going to take our first break. This is Man Up Podcast number 229, and we will be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA Channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, Please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the fellas of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 229. Hard to believe. We are talking about Gideon and talking about testing God. And uh, I... My basic opinion um, is this. You may test God, uh, but you'll have no idea whether God passes or fails. Well, it, it, part, of, part of my thing is, and, and we're talking about answers to prayer Well, God earlier. won't fail. Yeah. and You, you, might, you, you might not know the outcome of that. Test. Well, you have to remember. So we've talked a couple of times about prayer, and I always use the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, Adoration, Praising God for Who He Is. C, confession, confess your sins to God. Uh, C, yeah, blah, 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 T, thanksgiving, thanking God for the things he's done. And then supplication, which is asking God for things. And we have to remember God's answers, like Steve said, he never fails. And like you said, Bill, sometimes the answer is no. And remember, God answers every prayer. There's only, but there's three different answers. Yes, no, and wait. Or I already answered it. Yeah, or yeah, or yeah. Right? It's yes. in the Word. No, that, right. That's actually, yeah. That's actually a fourth one. Go yeah, find it. Right. But it, but 
when we're at that point, I think testing God kind of relies on the same thing. And it's be careful what you wish for. <laughs> because we'll read, I think it's next week we're going to get into, it gets even funnier. <laughs> it, Gideon is one of those, I do a humor in the, I do a humor in the Bible series mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with our kids every summer. And Gideon is actually one of the guys I use for that. <laughs> and we'll get into that next week because God intervenes again before the battle. I, I, I wanted to, I'm intrigued because what Michael said, I, I, Gideon is asking in some ways for a miracle, mm -hmm. uh, which is a different type of request. Well, maybe as I say, is than, than maybe most people have. But I like this idea of throwing out a fleece because if you really want to boil things down, that's what that's what the pastor asks of us when it comes to the time of response. Yep. And you can look That's at these these stories yeah. like yeah, like yeah. Gideon and and as I always say we, we can we can enjoy them as stories but let's look at the metaphorical depth of it. Is he is he gets <laughs> I like to say he he gets a big answer. He doesn't just get you know, a little water, and he gets, without question, something really happened. So, yeah, asking for that is not wrong. And I suppose there is there there are different ways of testing God, but I, I look throughout Scripture, and we, we see in Malachi there's the outright invitation. God, through the prophet, says, test me on this. Uses the same word, although I understand they're different in Hebrew, but I won't go down that road. I'm going to go to the New Testament and say the guy who gets the bad rap, Doubting Thomas, Thomas the Apostle. We shouldn't even call him Doubting Thomas. That's a pejorative. He, he, he wanted to see for himself. I want to touch the wounds of the Lord before I accept this reality. And, and so I've heard good sermons on kind of validating Thomas, which, which is great. Uh, he wasn't the bad guy, and he is blessed by Jesus in that scene, even though Jesus kind of says, well, bless those who, who don't see. But nonetheless, he does not send—Jesus is not offended right. or does right. not cast Thomas out of his presence for daring to say, I've, I've got to see something with my own senses before I, I can give credence to this. Well, he wasn't gullible, and he just wanted to make absolutely mm -hmm. certain— and mm -hmm. that this was the real deal. And I think part of us, the man thing that we have, is that we're marketed to, and, and I'm thinking about the football game that I just went to. I was marketed to from the moment that, not, not that I got in my seat, but the moment I got to the parking lot and parked my car, I was being marketed to <laughs> the whole time. And then I was marketing to the whole, during the whole game and on the way back. And I told my son, I go, you know, Andrew, that was uh, five hours of marketing <laughs> with about 40 minutes of football, yep. live action football sprinkled in. And I think us as men as we bring this story up a lot of times when we ask for a test it's either what we don't believe it that we were asked for something to do 
or we don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, and I'm just speaking for myself. Uh, Are you hoping I, that it doesn't happen? That's, or, that's hoping, like, or, or hoping that it is not real. Give, in a way, that's one way of, of looking at it. Lord, give me an excuse not yeah. to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and like yeah. I said, like, I, th- I think Mike picked up on it too. After the Deborah and Barack story, mm-hmm. maybe this is him. Okay, you, you sure you want me to do this? I, I did the first thing you wanted me to. Right. But am I supposed to do this whole second part too? Or, or do you have somebody else? Because remember the the whole thing with Barack and uh, and Deborah ended with uh, the lady in the tent peg. Yes, you know, actually, ironically, there was somebody head. else. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. Barack. Yes, <laughs> there was. Yes. Well, Barack. Yeah, we got somebody else. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask a question that Steve asked. Which is, again, folks, we tell you that Steve sometimes gives us direction on how we're going to look at the uh, the particular issues in the podcast. And, uh, and and my question comes from Steve's statements to us. Is testing God sinful? And I put, it depends. It ah. depends. <laughs> For instance, mm-hmm. suppose you're a missionary called to go into a hostile land to teach mm-hmm. the gospel. And they are. Mm-hmm. There are many you guys know. We have, we have often heard of our missionaries that go into All Africa, right. go into to foreign nations and die. They kill them. Mm-hmm. They've killed some. They've cut their heads off. I think in some of the uh, the Muslim nation, nations, um, I would say mm-hmm. confronting God about direction with possibly a a physical tangent answer. I think that would be in order. I think because that's exactly what Gideon was told to do. Well, it, and I I think it comes down to and, and I think I think this is a really good discussion because th- this really takes it to the man aspect mm-hmm. of things. This. I think it comes down to do you if you're do, if you're exercising your faith muscle spending time in scripture spending time in prayer mm-hmm. fellowshipping and discussing things with other men mm-hmm. corporate worship doing service I think the things you need to ask God about become fewer but the things you need to ask and check with mm-hmm. are the big things I think yes. the test for, well, God, should I, should I, uh, should I wear uh, an orange or a green shirt? Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something like that, you know, or, or, or you know, because I, I know people that he spoke that, to me. I wore the clean one. You, yeah. you will yeah. actually the, but, the testing process. Yeah, actually, I want to because that was a great no, example because because but I think the, if you're in the I think if you're in the Word daily. Then some of those answers, if, the, the small stuff comes. If if you have, yeah. I'm going to pick up and answer your question because sure, I, I think sure. I can help it. Um, if you've got a calling, say to go be a missionary to a dangerous place, yes. a Muslim yeah, country hostile. or a country where it's, where it's there's definite hostility toward Christians. Yes, you that that is test if you do that is tested if you do it properly you simply do not get up one day and say i'm going to go to the you know to to iran and proselytize there i'll give you a, an example of how the what the testing process is a um back at my church way back in chicago the the, the church was going to sponsor a couple who was going off to northern africa to do missionary work, I think it was probably when I was in Nigeria. It, was, it may have still been Libya when Libya was still Libya, but it was it was a, it was a Muslim North Africa. Now, 
That training process, what we were actually funding was pretty much first their training process. Two years before they even left the United States, training in both classroom and experience, they had to live in a Muslim community in the United States, in the United States for I think up to a year to, to basically to show they could work and get to know and, 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 and minister correctly. Yeah. If they couldn't get past those various stages, they wouldn't go because they would be killed or they would certainly be in risk of jail. And, yeah. and even so, even going, they were risking their lives. No, no, no doubt about that. So I think that's one way you say, I, if I, God, you're, you're calling me to be a missionary in a dangerous place, I'm going to test you by going into this ministry program that's authorized. And that's a good first step. And, yes. and you know, take yeah. that yeah. step. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe that's a constructive way. It's a little different, but, but that's a throw, in a way, it's a throwing out of a fleece. Because well, you, are dedicating, you are dedicating a good portion of your, of your faith life, investing in this goal of being, of being a missionary. But, you know, it's, it's likely to be more. You're, you're testing to see if the Lord is really calling if you. If, yeah. if the Lord is really yeah. calling Absolutely. you, you will succeed at it. If the Lord isn't, you won't. Well, and, and that's one that thing. That means it's going to be easy, though. Yeah. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. throw that out, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Not, Many times they're really difficult. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. But, that, but that, yes, it doesn't well, mean mm-hmm. it's easy. Just because the Lord calls you to mm-hmm. do something doesn't mean it's easy. Mm-hmm. And, and looking at that's part of the way we ordain ministers. Is there's a definitive process and questioning piece that goes along with that. Yeah. Looking at what's the fruit? What have you seen? Has you have they ministered? You know, what have you witnessed? And and I think that's another good one. And and it's uh, yeah, like I said, I, I think it's one of those things you, you find a way to test God on the big things. And those are the things you look at as you look as you do it. Excellent. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast, and we'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number 229. We are... Finishing up uh, this particular podcast, uh, talking about Gideon, and it's the story of him testing God with fleece on the threshing floor. First, uh, he wanted it wet, then he wanted it dry. We're really not sure what he wanted. <laughs> um, <coughs> but, uh, but anyway, we're, ju- we're just talking about uh, testing God. And uh, the thing about it is, each of us are on our own spiritual journey. And I can tell you this, the vast majority of things that are in my life is right in my wheelhouse. And I feel God's presence 
and I can basically handle it. But there are certain things that are not in my wheelhouse. And oftentimes I do, I'll admit it, I do not take them to God because I honestly do not want an answer. And that you do? Things that you do? Some things that may be. You're afraid, I, you're afraid the answer might be yes. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to say what it, they it, are. It, it, yeah. Well, it, it goes back to what I said earlier. Yeah. Is be careful what you ask, ask for. for. Because you might get it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it yeah. may be, you may really get it. You know, I, I mean, and, and, and think about your work career, guys, if you, if you will, for a moment. How many of you ever wanted that big project that was going to be in front and everybody was going to see it? Oh, there were multiple times at AIG. I was like, oh, I'd like to be on that. You know, we were going to redesign our phone system and have to redo everything. And we were going from a hard desk phone to a soft phone on the computer. Oh, I'll be involved in that. I'd love to do that. I'll write the training for it. Oh, it's cool. We'll do some videos that we've never done before, you know, and do some really cool training. Turns out, in the middle of that, somebody figured out that there was one person that could throw the switch on the database, and it had to be done at 3 a.m. when the project was all done on a Friday night. Anybody want to make a guess who the one guy was? <laughs> <laughs> Got my wish. <laughs> right. And, well, but, and but, no, it, but it's one of those things. It's the same thing with God. Be careful what you're wishing for because, you know, maybe you're praying, God, should I go and be a missionary in a foreign mm -hmm. land? There's a fine line. You might get yes. There, you might yes, get it. Right. Yeah. There, uh, there's a there's a fine line though, between uh, I mean for me anyway, uh, trusting God, and just doing something that is really stupid for me, and trying to discern. If that is really something God is telling me to, to do because it's so out of character with what I would normally do, or is it my turn to grow? Is it my turn to stretch instead of just kind of go through this life taking one step at a time at a time because it's comfortable as opposed with stretching and doing something and going above and beyond and maybe opening a door to something that would even be more awesome you know but you know you get to the fork in the road and you just stop instead of you know yep. going asking for guidance or going one way or so, the other so i i know we're we're not long but i really want to hit one thing and and steve's alluded to the passage multiple times and i just want to kind of bounce it around because this is the one that gets used by the preacher boys on tv all the time mm -hmm. on Test God in this. Send me my that thousand dollars. And and this is the actual scripture. It's Malachi three ten, and it says, "Bring, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be no that there may be food in my house. Test me in this," says the Lord Almighty, "and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessings that you will not have room enough for it." Okay. So that people will pull that verse out. I don't. Or Roberts did it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the extreme guys. Or Roberts did it. Um, Tammy 
Tammy Faye and Jim did it, or Jim and Tammy Faye did it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I heard Pat Robertson do it. Uh, Schuler was known for it. Crystal Cathedral, Latin California. These, these are fairly, I mean, as far oh, as I'm, I'm naming the names. Goes, yeah, as, but, and, 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 and they're not, they're not, Maybe the the bakers certainly, but but some of those guys still have a great deal of decent reputation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robinson uh, and Schuler. You want to know the one I never what heard say do it, except in relation to mm-hmm. do it to the tithe to your church, was Billy Graham. No, and he did it in that <laughs> realm that test the Lord in your tithe. Well, the other which thing is, is what you, this you is can yes, about. you can look yeah. at Malachi. Even Malachi, he's a prophet. He's channeling God. He doesn't, he says, bring it to the storehouse, meaning the yep. town or the village. He doesn't say, bring it to my storehouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's, even as, even, even as a prophet of the Lord, he does not go that well, direction. And, 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 and I get, the reason I want to touch this is, when you start hearing preachers say, test God in that, mm-hmm. don't look at just what they're saying. You have to look at it in the whole context mm-hmm. of Scripture. I, I am a, you, you guys have been around and been listening to us for, for a while now and know this. I am a guy that says the absolute best way to read scripture is not one verse. Read that one verse, then go read all the stuff that mm-hmm. goes around with it. <laughs> well, the thing is, you can't give to everybody. No. Even I'm, if you're a billionaire, I don't think you could give it to all the ministers. Uh, what you have to do is ask again for God's direction, right? Yep. Which is what you're saying, Robert, Steve. Right. When, when, when first give to your church, right? Give, yep. give your tithe to the church. You have other things that the Lord puts on your heart to give to, then do that. It might be one of the TV ministers, if you like them a whole bunch. It might be somewhere else. I happen to have a cousin that's over in China as a, uh, a missionary, and I give some money to her. So the, the, the point is, is, is if you have extra money and you believe that the Lord is calling you to do that, you ask him for direction to do that. Don't let them intimidate you like used car salesmen on the TV. <laughs> right? Well, I think everybody... <laughs> right. That's a really I, apt description, Mike. I love that. I think everybody <laughs> understands, though, um, this, the Lord is not necessarily talking about blessing you monetarily what you are going to be Could blessed be. good re- thank you. Re- relationship bill. thank you bill uh with people with people and with him that i mean and and that's and that's the blessing that should comfort anyone um mm. and of course money is just a way for you to spread around your assistance because i'll be quite honest with you it's much easier for me to write a check than it is to actually spend my time. And there's a lot of things out there that are worthy. My wife watches Christian broadcasting. We do this. I love honestly, I love it all. And and it all it's a big mosaic for me and it, all of it helps me. And so that's why I just I spread it around. And I think and your money uh shows where your interests are. Yep. Plain yep. simple, that's all. I, I, I think, and, and I think the point of it is, I, I think it's up for you to determine when you should test God on something, not for somebody Agreed. to tell you Agreed. when you should the, test and, God. And there's and, and moments. Less, and less now, you know, if, if 15 people were coming up to you and telling you, 
Yes, Mike, you really ought to be a lawyer. You <laughs> yeah. ought to think about it. You may ought to think about yeah. testing God on that. Yeah, well, maybe <laughs> and, right. well, maybe God is using them. Mm-hmm. It, exactly. Yeah. Using it's, them. It's possible, yes. You know, and that's your test. You know, mm-hmm. whether you can resist people of influence that see it in you. It's see the gift of lawyerism, whatever that is. And... <laughs> Is in oh, you and so all lovely. these other people. Yeah. <laughs> Mike brings that articulate, <laughs> persuasion characteristic to these podcasts every week. God has found direction. It's all about and words. See, and those people are coming up to him. Please be an attorney. Please. <laughs> I, I got a, I've got sort of an amusing question here. We can throw out. Since we're talking about tests, testing the Lord, what would be? There's plenty of unacceptable tests that Ooh. we should. Not oh. okay, we, okay. I think we could okay. have fun with okay. that. I've got, Let's talk I've about got that all just for a minute. Stories right? on that one. Right? So, so my favorite one is is the guy that says, "Lord, give me a scripture." He opens the Bible up, and it's and it says, <laughs> "Go hang I yourself." I can't remember exactly what it says, but no, it ends with the ending is the last two are. He opened it up. Judas went and hung himself. Right, right. And he goes, that can't be it. He opens it again, and it's and it goes, go and do likewise. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, but but yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where I I I think it goes back to if you're doing those things you need to be doing day to day, you're exercising what we call exercising your faith muscle. You're you're in scripture. You're praying. You're you're going to corporate worship, and by the way. Go to corporate worship. Don't just watch it on your TV. Most places are allowing you back in your church now. Go to church. Interact with human beings. I, I have a whole thing about that right now in the training world. And, and I think another good discernment test, and, and I will say this. If you're going to test anything, test, boy, and, and I do not mean this in any negative way to any pastor who's doing a good job out there mentoring their flock, pastoring their flock, doing what they need. Test your spiritual leaders. Because part of what happened in the last several years, part of the evangelical crowd got created by a group of pastors whose charisma, and I'm stealing this from the Marswell podcast, they said it, their charisma exceeded their character. And they were so far out in left field character-wise that if somebody had slowed down and tested mm-hmm. them a little yeah. bit. Well, when you say so test, to, let's, let's, I want to I go, go ahead, right, to, 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 to something teaching. But I think, I think humble, another, the, the things that go along another with that. Another thing, another way yeah, to not yeah, test is to, is to like expect God to uh, pull your coals out of a fire. Um, when I, you got them in, uh, right. I didn't, when, when you I went didn't, into the room, I didn't, that's right. I didn't study for this exam, but I'm going to pray really hard because... You know, and and I'll stake my faith you're, on the fact that the, the, I, don't know, a, that I don't know, I don't know, diddly squat about this subject. I'm going to walk into that exam tomorrow and and ace it, or or anything, or or I didn't prepare yes. my presentation for the boss. God help me with a sign, and it's God is not the, you know is is not the bullpen here. Yeah, it's not yeah. Mariano. It's not he's but, not Mariano Rivera well, or. Can I use my tithe this week for a down payment on a new car, Lord? Because I really need the yes. new car, right? No, no. See? <laughs> and the answer to these is no, folks. If you're not catching what we're getting at, these but, are un- but it, unacceptable. But it's one of those things where, and I do, I think 
part of the problem is a lot of people want to view Christianity as a transactional religion. Mm-hmm. Christianity is not a transactional yes. religion. Christianity, right. the Christian faith, has preached by Jesus Christ, initiated by the apostles, and written down and codified by Paul mainly. I mean, other theologians, but Paul was kind of the guy that really defined the theology. Is not transactional. It is relational. It is all about, first of all, our relationship to Christ, and then second of all, our relationship to each other. And if we're not doing those things, if we're putting it into a transactional nature, then we are failing the problem. And that maybe that's where you need to test. Is your, are you treating your faith as a transactional piece versus treating your faith as a relational piece? And we're getting down to the end of podcast number 229. We're talking about Gideon and should you test God? And uh, before I go around the room and get some final uh, thoughts from the fellows, I just want to throw something out. Um, God's not a game show host, at least not to me. And so any question or any test that I put God through should be actually meaningful for me. Not just one of these tests, oh, God, uh, who was the National League batting <laughs> champion in 61? No, no. The, any time, any kind of test needs to be something in life that is meaningful, that means something for me. And, and that is sort of like exercising the faith muscle and what we're doing right here. And what you're doing is listening is this the reverence that you have and what the strength that you've built up by exercising your faith through your faith journey will help you have fewer and fewer of these tests of God. And because you'll probably already know, you'll be plugged in. And the people that do test God often. Maybe they'll get a high score. <laughs> I don't think it'll help their life, though. And with that, I'm going to go around the room, get some final takeaways, and start with uh, the Judge Michael Cropper. I figured. Okay, here's, a, here's <laughs> nice. one thing. I'm going to go back to something Robert said. This is very interesting. Uh, I, I think he brushed, he brushed over this, folks. Uh, our struggle in serving the Lord is, is not in knowing God's will. It's in doing God's will. And, and we haven't really hit that very hard, but the fact is sometimes he tells us to do something hard and we don't want to do it and we look for a way to wiggle out of it. Or if we figure if we wait long enough, he'll pass it on to somebody else, right? Or he will let us get out of it. So he desires us to live life according to his word. You will never have to wonder, God, should I memorize your word? Robert, I believe, mentioned this. God, should I marry a non-Christian? God, should I give to my church financially? God, should I serve in my church? God, should I share the gospel with a non-Christian neighbor? These answers have all been given out there. They're not things you need to ask God for. And then finally, folks, uh, let's see. Uh, one, other, one other paragraph. And by the way, I'm taking these out of our, our, our book, uh, which I believe Bill mentioned, The Conqueror's. Another practical application of, of Gideon's story is the necessity of godly counselors around us. And, and both the guys have alluded this. Every, in fact, everybody's alluded this. Gideon had no one to consult. Bill, you may have mentioned this. Had no one to consult at this point in the narrative. Finding good, trusted, spirit-walking, 
God-fearing, Bible-honoring people to speak into your life is imperative when you're looking for direction. We often discover God's ways for our lives when we listen to God's people. Uh, Proverbs 24, 6 reminds us, for by wise guidance, you can wage your war and in, a, and in an abundance of counselors, there is victory. There is a problem when we listen to no one and there's a problem when we listen to everyone. Bill. All right, uh, Professor Koshu, uh, your uh, takeaway. Yeah, it, it, it really is about if you're going to test, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. You know, God, God will give you the answer, and it's going to be yes, no, or wait, or dummy, get up and do this. But it, but it really is about maintaining that relationship to where when you are throwing the testing out, and, and yes, I think testing is okay. It is for the big. It is for the things that you really need an answer for, and that you're prepared for, and that you've done what you need to do. You know, so that you can recognize God's voice as it speaks to you. Excellent, uh, Professor or uh, <laughs> Gambler. I've already answered that. Although, although I am going to chuckle gambler. on Mike when Mike said, "Should I marry that non-Christian?" My comment was. But she's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the way we think. Yeah, no, it is. That is, is a is, very is, great yeah, problem yeah. today. Is, yes, are yes, you yes, testing yes. me to convert this, to spend right. my my days bringing her to the Lord? Right. And every right. Lord, I can win her to the Lord. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I can bring her to the Lord. I, I can. You guys are great. Um, it, it's I, I do also. I don't think it's wrong to to test God. I think it, you shouldn't do it frivolously. But I'll simply say, there's nothing wrong with it. And don't let anyone tell you not to, especially when you're when you're dealing with a difficult decision and you really want to know what God wants for you. What's the answer? Not necessarily what another person, a parent, a boss, a teacher, even a, a religious leader wants for you. You want to know what God wants for you. So so don't be afraid to go to the source. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And you don't have to use fleece. You could use polyester, rayon, uh, or whatever. Well, and, um, and Bill, real, real quick, we encourage questioning God. If we're going to encourage absolutely. questioning God, then why not test God on the big answers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ab absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. And, and you know, we want to thank our donors and supporters, our podcast ministry just received a huge boost from Preach the Word Network TV. This is a Christian streaming platform that has offered us a streaming slot for 26 one-half-hour video podcasts, and we at Man Up need your support. Won't you visit our Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men TV podcast, GoFundMe.com. Help us reach our funding goal. Your contributions are tax-deductible, and we totally appreciate it. So thanks so much again for tuning in. On behalf of our producer, Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu, my name is Bill Cox, and we are on this No Church Answers Tour. And check out our YouTube channel, and whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Pray.com. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page at man up spiritualoasis.com and post it there and if you're unable to attend a church check out the Sugarline Baptist 
streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and SugarlandBaptist.org. Starts Sunday at 9.45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate. And find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, Sunday school class you can join for, you know, discussions like this. And find one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.